Welcome back to Hidden Figures in History with Therese Boudreau on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Here I tell the incredible stories of people nearly forgotten by our history books. Today, I'll be talking about Elizabeth Van Loo, an American abolitionist in the Confederate South who ran an underground spy ring for the Union. Elizabeth Van Loo was born on October 12, 1818 in Richmond, Virginia. Her wealthy aristocratic parents sent her to Philadelphia for schooling. Van Loo and her mother, who both had abolitionist sympathies, secretly freed the family's slaves after her father died of illness in 1843. Many of those freed, however, decided to stay there, secretly employed as servants. Their loyalty allowed Van Loo to later avoid suspicion from Confederate authorities, since a Southern aristocrat who apparently owned slaves surely could not be expected to hold Union loyalties. On April 12, 1861, the Civil War broke out, and Van Loo's home city of Richmond became the Confederate capital. Van Loo's spying activities started out by visits to the Libby prison as a volunteer nurse, where she secretly relayed any helpful political or military information to the incarcerated Union soldiers. Some of the prisoners who escaped notified Union General Butler at Fort Monroe, who from then on became one of Van Loo's main points of contact with the Union. Van Loo soon set up five relay stations between her home in Richmond and the Union front lines. Her spy network included several former slaves of the Van Loo household. They acted as couriers for the military information that she, and later a hand-picked group of locals, would pick up throughout Richmond. Van Loo employed many novel precautions to protect the secrecy of the messages. She wrote all the messages in a matrix-based code that she created herself. She then printed the already ciphered messages in an invisible ink that only turned black once milk was poured on it. And as a third layer of security, she would often tear the message into several parts, sending each part with a different courier, all traveling different routes to the same destination. Most of the information went to Fort Monroe and was often received by General Ulysses S. Grant. One night in February of 1864, more than a hundred Union captives escaped Libby Prison through digging underground tunnels. Van Loo hid several of them in her own home. By the summer of 1864, Van Loo's spy network had grown to more than a dozen people. The network of locally recruited informants included housewives, farmers, a whiskey distiller, a railroad manager, a food supplier for the Confederate States Army, and others. One of Van Loo's most brilliant feats was to send someone to infiltrate the Confederate White House. Using her aristocratic influence, Van Loo arranged for one of her servants, Mary Elizabeth Bauer, to get a position as a nanny and waitress for the Davis family. Davis, his cabinet members, and the Confederate military leaders just assumed Bauer was a slave, so they spoke openly about troop movement and war strategy while she was present. Since they also assumed she was illiterate, important documents like war dispatches were left out in the open. Bauer had actually received an education in the North, paid for by Van Loo, so she was now able to pass on this valuable information to the Union. Van Loo's espionage activities were so successful that neither she nor any of her people were ever caught. General Grant finally captured Richmond and Petersburg in early April of 1865, and the Confederacy's surrender soon followed. Grant and several other Union officers personally thanked Van Loo for her invaluable service. She also received a monetary reward, but by this point, nearly all of her personal fortune was gone due to financing the entire spy operation out of her own pocket. Van Loo paid dearly for her work in another way as well. After the war, her social standing and friendships in Richmond were permanently ruined. A mob even threatened to burn down her home. Her fortunes improved a little when General Grant became president in 1869, 
He appointed Van Loo as the Postmaster of Richmond, a greatly coveted position and one of the highest federal positions a woman could hold at the time. Van Loo held this position throughout all eight years of the Grant administration. Despite a recommendation from Grant himself, Van Loo was not reappointed by President Hayes and lived the rest of her life in relative obscurity. Elizabeth Van Loo died alone and impoverished on September 25, 1900, at 81 years old. If you want to investigate this extraordinary person further, my sources for this episode include the book Spies and Spymasters of the Civil War by Donald E. Markle, the book Southern Lady, Yankee Spy by Elizabeth Barron, the article Elizabeth Van Loo, an Unlikely Union Spy in the Smithsonian Magazine, the Ohio State University Department of History website, and the Library of Virginia website. Thanks for listening to Hidden Figures in History with Therese Boudreaux, Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.